This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today DFS. This is our early look at the Week 11 main slate and a quick look back at the end of the show at our FFT DFS winner in one of my lineups. Uh, Meg, how was your Week 10? You know, we talk each week about, like, doing the single entry and 3MAX and earlier only, short or afternoon only, and that kind of saved me. Um, I literally had two um, small, smaller field single entry or 3MAX that was able to do a nice cash with a Dotson Zero. So I still survived a Dotson Zero is basically the summary. And I th- I'm, I'm very glad that I'm doing different types of tournaments. And, and we talk about that. So that's why I wanted to mention that. Absolutely. Uh, playing the early slate, playing the afternoon slate, I think it's really, really important. So everybody, please keep that in mind. Uh, you know, I did okay. Uh, you know, I had I ended up getting onto some CJ Stroud lineups, which certainly helped. Um, but, it, you know, it wasn't a great week. It wasn't a bad week by any means. I think I ended up breaking even. Um, definitely did well on the afternoon slate. And on the, the, the slate as a whole, I think I did well. And Meg, part, that was partly because of you. You had some really nice calls on the Tuesday show. So let's hope Thank we you. can run that back. If we look at the week 11, by the way, the FFT, FFT DFS link, it's already live. It's in the podcast description. It's in the YouTube description. If you're in the chat, it's even in the chat. So sign up for that. It's only five bucks. Uh, top 20 get paid. Meg, we got an 11 game slate this week. And I think this one is interesting. I mean, we have a few high totals that I like and a few kind of middling totals that I also like. I'll just go over some of the games that stuck out to me, Meg. Um, Cardinals at Texans. I mean, obviously, that, that's one that people are going to want to get pieces of on both sides. It's a 48 and a half point total. Bears at Lions. Now, that's a nine point spread, uh, 47 point total. So that's certainly something that's going to be interesting. Dolphins at home, 48 point total. Looks like A-Chain might be back for that game. So that's interesting. Chargers at Packers, that's a lower total. I still have interest in that game for obvious reasons. I mean, anytime you're playing the Chargers defense, I think it's going to be interesting. Honestly, Jordan Love, who I don't like, didn't look that bad last week. So I think it's something to consider at around a 45 point total. And the Seahawks and Rams, that opened at 44. But it's gone up to 46 on the news that it looks like Matt Stafford is going to play. So of those games, I just mentioned five games. How about two that you think you're really going to dig in on? I'm going to be honest. I tried to narrow it down to two, and I really couldn't. But um, I will say that the Dolphins um, game sticks out to me. The the Raiders-Dolphins sticks out to me the most of all those. As far as the second one, at this point, I am, just to be totally transparent, struggling to narrow it down to a second one because I like a lot of those pieces of those other games that you mentioned. 
Yeah, I think Cardinals Texans is like the obvious one that a lot of people right. are going to gravitate to. Uh, that, that doesn't mean that's the one we should play. But like that's the one that really sticks out to me because you can do so much with Stroud, but you can also do so much with Kyler Murray, who who came out really kind of firing uh, both with his legs and his arm, which was actually pretty impressive. And it's certainly a really high total. So I think, I, you know, I, I'm really interested in that Chargers Packers game for some reason um, I, on the Jordan Love side as maybe a slightly contrarian spot. But Cardinals Texans and I would say probably Probably Bears Lions. I don't know. That one's tough. We'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, our Friday game by game preview. We're going to have a lot of discussion on on those games as well. Let's take a look. Let's bring up the quarterback position because I think this will kind of tell the story when we look at pricing. Hey, which one of these guys do we really want to latch onto? Because I know a lot of people start their their lineups, especially the hand the hand builders like myself and Meg, like you. I, I believe you do more hand building than anything. Yes. Um, we kind of like to start to see where our stack's going to be. I mean, Josh Allen's at the top really no interest there. I mean, if you want to play the bounce back narrative and that Josh Allen is actually good and, and, and he, you know, the last few games aren't reflective of what he's, what he's going to do. You can feel free to do that. It will be contrarian at home against the jets. I'm certainly not going to jump aboard there. I think two is interesting at 7,700. Obviously two at a Tyreek is always in play, um, especially against the Raiders coming off a bye. Like this team could put up 30 in the first half, potentially. I don't think that's going to happen, but certainly stuff like that is in play on a Miami offense. Um, Justin Herbert at Green Bay, I don't love personally. I think a lot of people will kind of like. I think he can run on Green Bay, so I think it might be a spot for Eckler. We'll get to that. I think Dak at Carolina is in play. Stroud is in play. There's a lot here. Stroud at at 7,000, so he keeps kind of going up. If we look at the top of this board, let's just say 7,000 and above, I think it's probably Stroud and Tua that I have the most interest in. But of those top, let's say, five quarterbacks, any of them that you're going to play, Meg? Uh, yeah, of the top five, because that's not including golf, right? Yeah, of right. the top five, for me, it would be actually Tua and Dak. I am not going to make the same mistake I did last week. with. I just ignored Dak. I said, they're only going to get yeah. three quarters. I ignored them. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. And I am I just want to kind of – I'm not saying that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So this week, hey, Dallas could get two defensive touchdowns it could, or it could be all Pollard, and, and it's not Dak. So, But I just want to have at least one Dak lineup if I'm doing, like, five lineups because – I think, you know, in these games where they could blow out, he's usually a big part of it. And I totally overlooked that last week. So I would say two and Dak are my favorites at the top. Yeah, I did too. I didn't play much Dak. I mean, granted, I, I played some guys that did pretty well, but I, I definitely ignored Dak. I, I wish I had gotten, it would have made sense to get like a Cooks piece in there or gamble on a Cooks or a Gallup, you know, and, and that's something I kind of, I didn't play any Pollard. I fully faded Pollard. I said I was going to fully fade Pollard. I was not on him. And, and so that, that, was, that was the good part of what I did with that Dallas game. But maybe getting a secondary receiver that was probably going to stay on the field in spite of a blowout, that probably uh, was ultimately the play. As we scroll down, I mean, you mentioned Jared Goff. Um, hard to ignore him at home against Chicago. Uh, he should be able to pass all day against them. I think the question becomes, you know, what happens with David Montgomery and, and, and Gibbs how much run do they get? How much is Goff actually passing in that game in a nine-point spread? I think the answer is probably still a decent amount. So I like Goff. Um, as we scroll down, like I do like Goff at 6,600. Some of these guys below him, Kyler Murray at 6,100. I mean, I have no argument with that whatsoever. Um, I mentioned Jordan Love as maybe a contrarian play at 5,600 going against that Chargers defense, which is just terrible. 
Um, anybody you like in that like you know slightly high to to mid five k, low five k range. We're still waiting to hear on Fields' status, correct? Yes, as far as potential pushback. Okay, so obviously that's a note for Good everybody point. to just pay attention to because obviously if Fields is playing, I like that game even more and mm -hmm. the potential pushback. So I do have interest in Goff. We all, all always know he's had a great season, but we always know at home, kind of the the stats seem to be there even more. So I definitely have interest at Goff. I agree with you, Kyler. It was a pleasant surprise. I didn't think it was going to be that good so soon. And so I definitely have interest in Kyler. And, of course, we talk about it each and every week, but how is throwing at an insanely high clip? And I think, you know, yes, they should blow the Giants out this time, one would hope. But, um, again, just like the Dak situation, if he's responsible for a big part of that, I'll consider that as well. Yeah, and Uwe2K is in here. I always have to read his comments because he's always in here. Everybody hit the like button uh, if you can. David Clark, uh, Ball Life, Chris Kish, thank you all for being in here. He says, uh, MJ and friends, by the way, I don't want to forget you. I uh, think a Murray stack could be good. Everyone eats in games versus Texas. That's exactly right. And Murray's only 6,100. And what's interesting is, you know, I wasn't really on Marquise Brown. I wasn't necessarily buying the Marquise Brown hype. I didn't think that relationship was necessarily going to like instantly come back. I was in on Trey McBride, though. I mean, I think you can stack. Uh, Kyler Murray with a bunch of guys. You could do it with Marquise Brown, of course, but Michael Wilson's in play. Trey McBride is in play. You can get some of those lower options and still bring it back with, now what's interesting is whether Nico Collins is going to be healthy. What does that mean for guys like Noah Brown? We know Robert Woods got in the mix. Tank Dell's obviously very good. Like That's kind of a problem on the Houston side, which is probably why I'm going to be playing a lot of Dalton Schultz because I don't think his role changes a ton, notwithstanding however many receivers are healthy. So um, that's going to be an interesting game to stack. You're going to have to sort of guess right on that C.J. Stroud side, but you don't have to do too much guessing, I don't think, right? as much guessing on the Kyler Murray side. So uh, Uwe 2K. I lo love that play. Um, any low-end uh, quarterbacks before we go on to uh, running backs that we haven't already discussed, Meg? You know, each week I do try to look for those values. Last week I was able to uh, have, find Baker. This week I really don't see it down low. Um, I mean, a little bit higher right under how you could – I like – I don't mind Purdy at 5,800. 5, but I really don't see like the under 5.5K values that I saw last week. And I'm just going to avoid that and, and stick in that mid to high range at quarterback. This I totally agree. Although I will, I do think it's worth pointing out um, Tyson Bajan's 5,000. If you think he's going to be able to keep pace in, to any degree, I think a Bajan to like a DJ Moore stack is maybe in play. I mean, Bajan doesn't really throw the ball downfield, but that doesn't mean he's not going to pepper DJ Moore for. 10 targets and, and maybe DJ Moore takes two to the house and, you know, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, that they're obviously involved there. I don't know that I'm going to get there. And I also think Will Levis at Jacksonville, like the Jacksonville defense is, is solid, but I mean, can Will Levis get there at 5,200? I'm probably not going to get there either. I just, I just think it's worth at least pointing out that he's only 5,200. Right. Uh, Aiden O'Connell at 4,900 against the Dolphins. I'm probably not going there. That, that, that's, that's my limit. I don't think that warrants discussion, even though that is going to be a, a game where Aiden O'Connell is going to be in comeback mode in a big way. So maybe on Friday we'll have more to say about that. We'll have more to say about the running backs too. But before we get there, let's take a break and hear a message from our partners. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So let's bring up the running backs, Meg. Um, there's, I think, a decent amount to talk about. I mentioned A-Chain coming off IR. I know that that's a guy that you're going to be interested in. When we look at the top of this board here, listen, CMC didn't have a great game uh, last week, but he still had a good game, even though he didn't like score a touchdown. So, I mean, I think he's always in play. The price continuing to kind of rise with Christian McCaffrey. I totally get it. Um, I don't know that you run against Tampa Bay, but good news, Christian McCaffrey doesn't have to run to get there. Just like last week, we knew he wasn't going to run against Jacksonville, and he almost got there. He just kind of needed to get in the end zone. Um, it was just a very subpar game for him, but he didn't really do anything wrong. As we scroll down, though, you know, Eckler is interesting to me in this matchup. I mean, I, I think – the Keenan Allen run back isn't like if you're playing that game, if you're trying to get pieces in that game, Keenan Allen with that AC joint injury, we don't really know his status there. I'm kind of afraid to play uh, Keenan Allen. I think Eckler might be the, the pay up option on, on that team. Uh, Jacobs is up here. You know, I don't mind him. I don't know if I'll get there, uh, although the price is, is kind of decent there. At, I guess uh, 65, 6,500. Anybody at the top that you like, maybe let's say 6,200 and above. Actually, for me, it probably is Jacobs of all of them, just because the coach has said, you know, he yeah. wants to get him to that century mark. He wants to, you know, ride ride with Jacobs. And, and he showed that on, you know, Sunday night. So um, while I really do love CMC and Eckler, and I will definitely, con- they're always in consideration, right? Um, I would say of the top guys, Jacobs stands out to me. And maybe it's because I'm very much gravitating towards that Miami-Vegas game the most out of all the games. Too. Yeah, and for you forgive me because uh, Jacobs is 6,800. I might have said 6,500. And Meg, to your point, 27 rush attempts last week, uh, right. plus he had two receptions. So, I mean, this this guy is – and he had 26 rush attempts the week before. Um, this guy's definitely getting uh, the work. Who else? Um, well, then a little bit – so that's at top, a little further down. It, I want to hear the Miami situation. I'm, again, yeah. very interested in that Miami-Vegas game. So, you know, I would probably lean to a chain coming back. Um, but I, I want to dig deeper, obviously, and I just think that's something for everybody to consider as we dig deeper in our research is, you know, try to, to kind of parse through what it is going to be like for the Miami backfield, because I do have interest in the Miami backfield. I'm interested in the Lions backfield, too, which is now very much split. So it makes it difficult. But if they're playing from a very positive game script, I'd say, and you're not doing a golf build, I actually don't mind Montgomery. It was very split. I was surprised, honestly, that 
that Gibbs got so much of like even the goal line carries. It was basically yeah. split 50-50 for goal line too. But I think I'd maybe pay down a little at, with Montgomery there. And I have some interest in Brees Hall. Listen, you know, Zach Wilson experience is awful to watch. However, they have to ride Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson to have any chance, any prayer. So, um, you know, Brees Hall, I think they should be using Brees Hall more like a CMC Eckler and throwing the ball to him. He's so explosive. I don't understand why they don't utilize him more. Uh, I'm not a coach, so we'll, we'll we'll leave that to them. But I, I would love to see him get involved more there. And at that price, if he could get involved a little more there, we can see how he can break off long runs, long, you know, long, long you know, break off a pass for a long gain. So I have a little interest in Brees Hall at the top too, or at the midbrook range. Yeah, interesting. I don't see a lot yet on in, in sort of the low range at the running back position that I'm really craving to play. It was similar last week where you could have played like Devin Singletary at 4,700. And by the way, he's, he's relatively cheap this week too, I believe 5,300. But below that, I don't see a lot. I'm going to ask you about three guys, four guys in the mid-6K to mid-5K range, and I want to get a yes or no from you. This is like almost like game show-like, where no analysis, okay, rapid yes fire. No. Okay. The first guy is a guy I completely faded last week. Apparently, everybody thought he was the hot play. Don't really get it. But now he's sort of at a price where I do kind of get it. Um, Tony Pollard, 6,600, yes or no? Yes. I get that. Yeah, I think I might be yes, finally, on Tony Pollard, too. Rashad White at 6,000. I struggle with this one. Probably no, but he keeps making me pay for that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah, that's fair. He's at San Francisco, six thousand. You know he's getting the volume, uh, particularly in the passing game. So that's why you might play him in a trailing game script against San Francisco. Uh, Brian Robinson, fifty eight hundred against the New York Giants. Very much yes. Yeah, that one just makes so much sense. I mean, it's, it's hard to get away from him, even though Brian Robinson doesn't inspire like a ton of confidence. But the fact that he got so much passing work. In fact, can you click on Nada? Can you click on his game log? Because I think this is going to surprise some people that may have not been paying attention to that Seattle uh, Washington game. This last game here, he had six receptions, 119 yards, and by the way, six targets. So he was really efficient. I think that matters. Efficiency matters for a guy that's not typically a pass-catching running back. Even if you take his 51-yard catch and run for a touchdown away, that's still five for for 60, essentially, if not a little bit more. So um, what that speaks to is like they're really utilizing him. Granted, he only had eight rushes, but against the Giants, I mean, he could have three receptions in – 19 rush attempts and, and really get there against the Giants, especially if Washington can create some short fields, which I'm not 100% sure they can do that, frankly, given the state of their defense, but something to think about anytime Tommy DeVito uh, is the quarterback. All right, a couple more yesterday before we get over to uh, to the wide receivers. James Conner, 5,700. That's yes. that Houston game. Yes, definitely. I, I like James Conner a lot, too. And finally, Devin Singletary. No, I'm not buying it. I'm just not in it. <laughs> <laughs> on that enough. I don't think he's talented enough to, but the, the, he made me pay last week. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I played a little bit of it maybe in one lineup last week. So I, I wasn't really in on him last week. It did make sense to go to him to some degree, but obviously right. going to CJ Stroud made more sense. I mean, the guy is just like crushing it. So that game again against Arizona is going to be really interesting. Um, did we leave any running backs out or can we move on to uh, wide receivers? Those are the ones that I'm most, in. we hit on definitely the ones that I'm most interested in. Okay, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Uh, a lot to talk about up top. I mean, obviously, we've got Tyreek Hill, uh, who I uh, obviously love. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown. 
uh, who's down there a little bit at 6,800, who I, uh, or I should say, not 6,800. I wish he was 6,800. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's at 8,800. Uh, Tyree Kill at 9,300. Those are the two that stand out to me. Again, Keenan Allen will have to monitor his injury. I'm not super confident that even if he plays, he's going to be super effective or that he's not going to re-injure himself. Uh, CeeDee Lamb obviously makes sense, but that price is really high at 9,200. Who do you like here at the top or near the top? I mean, my favorites are the guys I mentioned in the, the, the games I'm kind of targeting for game stack, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown. But I will say I do have, again, a little interest. If I'm going to do a DAC stack, it will be with CD Lamb if I run one of one of those even in a potential blowout game. And then I'm willing to go back to Cooper Cup. Um, if Matthew Stafford's back, they're coming off the bye, you know, in that division matchup. I'm willing to go back to Cooper Cup. I would imagine a potentially low ownership. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Uwe 2K, by the way, I want to answer that question. Is playing both lines running backs a bridge too far? I think it is. Uh, Meg, what's your comment there? I would agree. It, I, I mean, they both did amazing last week, but it's still hard to maybe hit that total ceiling. So I agree. Yeah, and against the Chargers, like any run game or passing game can do well. So I feel like even in a good matchup uh, against the Bears, I feel like uh, they will they will run the ball against the Bears. There's no question. But I, I feel like probably you're just going to want to take uh, – get guess right on on one of those guys and uh you also asked any love for saquon in washington i don't hate it i don't think i'm going to get there but i, I mean saquon's going to get so much volume um it certainly makes sense that he could pile up 100 total yards and a touchdown um right. i don't know that he can have like the true ceiling game though right meg agreed and i think i just at that price range i probably would just lean more into the jacobs area Okay, so let's move down a little bit to uh, some of the other wide receivers, and we'll rattle some of these off pretty fast. Um, you know, I, I, Mike Evans makes sense to me. I played him a little bit last week. I think D-Hop is in a decent bounce-back spot to really get uh, soak in some targets. Tank Dell at 5,900, I mean, he's always going to make sense. You just have to keep in mind that there is a lot, a lot of people to feed, so it'll be interesting how people play their stacks and what we decide on Friday how to play that Houston stack. On the other side of that, we mentioned Marquise Brown at 5,300. But honestly, I might I might go ahead and pay down at Michael Wilson at 3400 and, and play Trey McBride, who who is uh, pretty cheap as well. I think he's under 4K. We'll get to tight ends in a second. Um, those are some of like the 5K receivers I like. I think if you play a Jordan Love stack, if you're if you're gutsy enough to do that, I think Romeo Dobbs makes sense. Uh, I think maybe Jaden Reed at 4000, who got a ton of targets last week and was pretty efficient with them. I think if you're playing Kyler Murray stacks, Rondale Moore at 3300 is at least interesting along with. Michael Wilson at 3,400. I'll point out Noah Brown's 4,800. I'm not sure, Meg, I'm going back to Noah Brown just because Nico, like if Nico's healthy, I just, I just not 100% sure where Noah Brown fits in with that receiver right. core. And I don't know, know that I want to chase what he's done the last two weeks. I mean, I played him last week a little bit, played him the week before, but I, I think this might be the week I end up coming out on him. Um, I think I mentioned most of the receivers I like in that sort of middling range, but how, so, how about some receivers that we haven't mentioned that you like as well? I actually have a little interest in any of the Seattle um, receivers, depending on kind of what fits. Obviously, JSN, you get the most value and savings on. Um, but again, if I do have some interest, I'm not necessarily interested in playing either of the quarterbacks, but I do, if I have some interest in Cup, maybe a run back there. Um, I mentioned Garrett Wilson already. He got, he's getting, I think, 13, 14 targets every game. They have to, right? I mean, it, it's basically Bruce Hall, Garrett Wilson, Conklin, we'll get to that. And so I have a little interest in Garrett 
Wilson despite his bad quarterback. And then I don't have interest in Lawrence, but I do have interest in like a Christian Kirk um, in that range in in a you know in a likely negative game script. So um, I have the, those would probably be the ones in the mid range. You could definitely pay down on the Dallas receivers. I've been on them all season, didn't this week. And then yeah. Cooks and Gallup both had you know a good games respectively. Cooks went totally off. Uh, Curtis Samuel would be one other one I'd mention. You know, with Washington, they spread it out so much, so that's very difficult to pin down. But you, at least with Curtis Samuel, he's only, I believe, 3800 or very reasonable price. Yeah, I, I think Cooks is really interesting. I, I don't mind chasing those points. And maybe right. Carolina pushes back a little bit, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see Brandon Cooks being like the second quality receiver. And, and I'm not 100% sure the Cowboys, even though I like Pollard, I'm not 100% sure they can get the running game going. They might have to move the ball uh, with the passing game. And I think Cooks will be involved there. A pretty decent uh, pay down option. All right, we're going to move quickly to tight end and recap a couple of laps. But before we do that, one last break to hear a message from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. We're moved on already. Thanks, Tanada, to the tight end position. Reminder, the FFT DFS contest is already live. It's in the chat description. It's in the YouTube description. It's in the podcast description. Uh, Let's start at the top because I, I think, Meg, I'm going to fade Kittle and Laporta this week. Um, I hate to do it. If somebody wants to pay up for Laporta, I totally get it. I think I'd rather start with Dalton Schultz. Like, that's where I'm going to start at the tight end position in all likelihood. And then I might just go all the way down to McBride, uh, who we see here at 4,400. I think that's great value. I think Cole Komet is decent value, especially if you're stacking that Detroit game. I think we've seen Cole Komet get peppered with targets if Tyson Bajan is the quarterback. Now, if it's Justin Fields, the whole analysis switches, not just with Cole Komet, but with that game in general. So we'll have to wait on that news. Uh, Luke Musgrave is starting to catch some balls, especially down the field. So 3,600, again, if you're willing to stack that game in any regard or at least get pieces in that game, I think Luke Musgrave is in play at 3,600. And you mentioned Tyler Conklin at 2,900. I think another decent paydown option is Michael Mayer in a situation where, listen, the Raiders are just going to have to pass the ball at some point in this game pretty much nonstop. And Mayer's the type of athletic tight end that can maybe do something with the ball once he gets once he gets it. He's he, we saw he was the only one to score a touchdown last week. By the way, I had him as a I had him as a first touchdown score, which was pretty cool. Love that. At a plus twenty eight hundred. Um, did I cover all the tight ends, or or is there somebody sticking out to you, or maybe somebody I mentioned that is sticking out to you? Like you're definitely going to want to play them. You pretty much covered all of them. My favorites are the pay down options. I mean, I do love McBride, but my favorites are the pay down options and Conklin and Mayer. And I will just add one other flyer, Chigakonquo at 3.2K. Mm-hmm. Again, we got to save money somewhere. You saw me struggle to find value other places. So we got to save money somewhere. And he got, I believe, six targets last week. 
Yeah, and we know Okonkwo has the athleticism and speed to, to certainly break one. Um, and for the record, the, the whole reason I brought up uh, Michael Mayer is because, like, for me, I think he's going to end up being down, being that pay down option because I think, like, when we're talking sub 3K, like him versus Conklin, I love Conklin. But I think Mayer might, in this matchup, might have, like, more of the upside uh, considering the game script and, and just the quarterback situation and all of that. So um, there are a couple pay down options, but I really like Schultz and McBride. So I know I'm going to be playing a lot of them. Let's see who our FFT DFS winner played. Um, good lineup, good, really good lineup from him. I, I ended up. We'll, we'll look at one of my lineups that I put. Uh, Meg, I don't know. Are you? Do you play in the PME, the, the Pat Mayo's contest? That's the one that I um, did pretty, really, pretty well in, in uh, way more than a min cash with a dots and zeros. Yeah, that was the PME contest. Yeah. Shoot, you know what? Next week, let, let's see. We'll, we'll compare notes, and maybe we'll put one of your lineups up here instead of one of mine because I keep, oh, uh, I keep hogging the floor. Uh, speaking of, of hogging the floor, uh, somebody hogged all the money last week, and it was – don't worry, it wasn't winner-take-all this time, but it was KDR <laughs> Spud um, who won our FFT DFS contest, and he did exactly what I did. He did the Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown with the Keenan Allen runback. Listen, that ended up being affordable because of certain things that we're going to see on this board. So this lineup scored 208.42. It was Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown, Keenan Allen runback, Joe Mixon, volume. Rashad White, volume. Now, listen, neither of them got there, but I absolutely understand both of those plays. Tyler Boyd really got there. I wasn't going to pay for Tyler Boyd. I went down to Trenton Irwin uh, in those uh, in those Cincinnati like lineups where I had some some uh, Bengals outside of Joe Mixon, but Tyler Boyd certainly got there sort of late in the game. Noah Brown was the key here at 3,700. That allowed him to get that Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Keenan Allen run back. It wasn't just Tyler Boyd. He got Noah Brown and Trey McBride in there and the Cardinals defense. So um, all of that made sense. The Cardinals defense certainly made sense. I played that as well. Uh, this is a really good lineup. Nothing really too crazy about this one he fit in two sub 5k receivers that he knew were going to get volume so don't be afraid to play those don't be afraid to play multiple sub 5k receivers if if you know they're going to get volume and i honestly noah brown i even had a prop on noah brown that i gave out on Sportsline over 41 and a half yards he basically quadrupled it i probably should have laddered it i don't think i was able to but the point is some of these guys you know are probably going to get there so don't be afraid to to stick some some low-end options in there Let's look at my lineup. This is a lineup I put in the uh, PME. For those of you that don't know what I'm referring to, uh, it's a three-max contest. There's no rake um, because Pat has pull, and so <laughs> it's a really good contest to join. Um, I did pretty well in this one. This was a, obviously this, – this is the main slate. It's not you know early afternoon or, or early morning. It's the entire slate here, and this looks familiar, right? Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown with a Keenan Allen run back. Mix in Rashad White at running back. That's literally a mirror image of KDR Spud. The only thing I did that was different, by the way, this lineup was 188.02, ended up winning $75 on, on a $15 entry, ranked 77th, I believe out of 3,500 or 4,000. Somewhere around um, there, yeah. Yeah, Brandon Powell was was probably the mistake there. I mean, I could have put Trenton Irwin in there. I was just trying to get off what I thought was going to be some chalk, but Irwin would have really helped me out. I had Trey McBride at the tight end position. Jalen Warren as my flex. I just thought he had some spike potential. Um, I could have done something different with the flex there, including just putting Noah Brown in there. If I put in Noah Brown there and I did something else with Brandon Powell, this lineup would have like cruised. Uh, Cardinals defense um, that was just a cheap defense that I that I wanted to play. Um, Meg, that's my lineup. Uh, any comments, whether it's about this lineup or whether it's just about the Week Eleven slate, what you're looking forward to? Are you comfortable with this slate? Are you feeling good about it? Are you think you're going to want to do more kind of breaking up of the slate early? or early and afternoon or are you thinking 
I love this main slate too much. I'm going to be all in there. Well, first of all, your uh, PME lineup did a little better than mine, but I had a golf stack as well, so I liked your lineup a lot. Um, as far as this week, I am struggling to find value right now, and I would say that yeah. is my biggest thing that I need to really work on as the week progresses. And yes, I will continue to split it up and do some early only, afternoon only, and main slate, because I think that's been helping me a lot this season. Totally agree on on splitting up the slates. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about this slate is I noticed it's a little like I thought the pricing was a little softer than, than I would have expected. So even though th there's two things working kind of against each other, there's not a lot of value, at least not yet. We'll see as injury reports come out, like at the running back and receiver position. There's not a ton, although in that Arizona game, we already found some right. Some of those right. low those low options. But outside of that, I will say that up top, I think the pricing outside of your Christian McCaffrey's and those those types, I think the pricing is a little softer than normal. So I think we will be able to get comfortable lineups in on the main slate. We'll talk to you way more about that on the Friday game by game preview. But for now, my name is Sian Ajad. That's Meg Schaub. And we always join you on Tuesday for our early look at the slate. We'll be doing it again next Tuesday. Hopefully you can join us for week 12. Thank you for joining us now. Thanks for listening in. Play in the contest. Review the podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.